morning sports fans betters and cappers and welcome to the daily competitive hedge podcast i'm your host of the show kenneth cotterell and this morning show is all about sports and the world of betting we talk about the day that was in the sports world including our athlete performance of the day we then talk about the games coming up today what betting lines we like which ones we might be waiting a little bit later on to bet on and we close it out with our competitive hedge parlay of the day This is our daily three-team parlay, no odds worse than minus 150. But our episode today is brought to you by Bet99. Bet99 offers you a sports welcome offer when you join today using the promo code SHOOTERS. Uh, Bet99 will match your deposit 100% up to $600. So head over to Bet99 today, use the bets from the show, and uh, let's make some money. So... I want to start the show just with a quick moment of silence for Jeff Gladney. Um, He's a cornerback for the Arizona Cardinals. Unfortunately, he died yesterday in a car accident at the age of 25. So we're just going to have a brief moment of silence for him. All right. And with that, let's get into the slate for today, starting with our athlete shout out of the day. This one has to go out to Igor Shesterkin after the way that he played in another Game 7. This is the Rangers' second Game 7 of this postseason, and he was outstanding. He makes 37 saves in a closeout game on the road against a team that's 7-0 at home in the playoffs up to that point. He was absolutely phenomenal. Team's up 4-0, and a big reason why is because of his play. Um, The Rangers got outplayed for most of that game but they were able to take advantage of some power plays early on, get that lead, and then Chesterkin was able to settle in and truly be special in between the pipes. So shout-out to Igor Chesterkin. He's probably had the most shout-outs on this show over the last month and a half just because of some of the games that he's had in this postseason. And so shout-out to Igor once again. Now let's talk about last night's bets. How did yesterday go? The three-team parlay does cash, not at the value that we would have liked, but it cashes nonetheless, starting with Rangers' money line versus Carolina at plus 120. Felt like Ranta might be shaky. He was early on. Unfortunately, he got hurt, so hope he heals up soon. But nonetheless, he struggled, and Shesterkin dealt. Then you had Boston and Baltimore under 10. This was a push yesterday. Seven to nothing in the top of the ninth, and the Orioles hit a three-run homer to make it ten nothing, and that's how it finished. Didn't see that result, but nonetheless, tough way to uh, have a push there. But we did have Arizona Diamondbacks money line versus the Braves plus one hundred. I know a lot of people were on that play yesterday, and it cashed with Zach Gallon on the mound. Didn't look great early on, but they were able to win nonetheless. So if you bet the three-team parlay, you made some money yesterday. And if you just bet them straight up, then you definitely left with some money as well. So 
great day for the competitive lay. Player props wise, Igor was special. So over 32 and a half saves, caches. Sebastian Ajo over two and a half shots misses. He finished with two and he had two in the first period. So couldn't get that third shot. Chris Kreider under 0.5 points. That was a big whiff given he scored twice. Uh, Logan Webb in baseball. He hits the over on his K's easily. Brantley over one and a half bases misses. He goes 0 for 5 at the plate. Ramirez over one and a half bases. He hit a single and a homer. So that one cashes. And then the reach of the night, Justin Turner home run at plus 400. That one missed yesterday. Our leans didn't have a great day, but that's why we lean them. And maybe we don't necessarily bet them. Uh, Minnesota money line missed against Detroit. San Fran money line cashed against uh, the Phillies. Then you had Miami money line missed against the Rockies and the Dodgers minus one and a half or minus two and a half, like we talked about yesterday. Well, they lose outright to the Pirates. They fought back to take the lead and then blew it in the ninth inning. So that one doesn't cash. Now let's talk about the day that was recap, starting with that NHL game seven. We've already touched on it quite a bit. New York six to two over Carolina. Igor with 37 saves, and he got a ton of help offensively. Kreider scored twice. He got one from Adam Fox. He, Andrew Cobb scored. Chattel scored. And Strom scored. So when you're getting six goals, you're in a great spot to win a playoff game. Ranta makes the 16 saves prior to getting hurt. And then Kochikov comes in and makes nine saves of his own. Goals from Domi and Trocek on the Carolina side. But once again, they, they outshoot the Rangers. That's kind of been the story of their season. Um, when you're looking at the shots in this game being 39-31, you win two-thirds of the face-offs, you out-hit the other team, and you still lose 6-2. to two. Sometimes it's just a goalie being special. Is Igor that goalie this year that's going to take them on a deep run, much like a Carey Price last year or a Jordan Bennington of a few years ago? We'll have to wait and see. They've got a daunting task against the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals. Now, if you're Carolina, you can't really call the season a failure. You're the second seed in the Eastern Conference. You finished with 116 points, and you got through the first round, albeit against a bad Washington team that took you to seven, but you get through nonetheless. Freddie Anderson, he was out all playoffs after having a great regular season, so maybe you run it back with him. But they're going to have some decisions to make this summer. You've got Max Domi, Nino Nierreiter, Derek Stepan, and Victor Trocek. All are UFAs this summer. So they need to figure out who's coming back and who's not. Domi had some great postseason performances. Trocek's a veteran. Nierreiter's been there a long time. So they've got some big decisions. On the back end, Ian Cole too. They got to sort out his contract. And then both goalies, they're signed for one more year. So Will Ranta or Anderson be a part of the long-term plans. They've got another season to figure out who they want to roll with. But, I mean, overall, it's tough to call it the season of failure. But when you are the second seed, you might have a little bit loftier expectations. Um, you've got such a phenomenal core, whether it's Sebastian Ajo or Tara Vinen or some of those UFAs in near rider, Trocek, uh, Domi. This is a talented group, but... We'll have to wait and see. Are they in the same class as some of these other teams like a Tampa Bay, like a Toronto come playoff time, or even a Florida who just got swept? Are they in that category or are they maybe the tier below? We'll have to wait and see. Quick MLB rundown from yesterday. 
We had the Brewers six to seven over the Cubs, the Tigers seven to five over the Twins, the Cardinals six to three over the Padres, San Francisco five to four over the Phillies in the tenth. You had the Astros five to one over the A's, the Rockies seven to one over the Marlins, the Guardians seven to three over the Royals, the Orioles ten to nothing over the Red Sox, the Mets in the high scoring game of the night thirteen to five over the Washington Nationals. The Brewers win the second game of the doubleheader with the Cubs 3-1. to one. The Rangers win 9-5. to five. The Diamondbacks win 6-2. to two. And as mentioned earlier, the Pirates win outright over the Dodgers 6-5 to five in a comeback in the ninth inning. Now, when we're talking other news from the sports world yesterday, we had no NBA, no WNBA. But when we talk about the pitch and, and the clay court, some big news. I mean, we're talking Robert Lewandowski is on his way out at Bayern Munich. Now, part of this could be because Sadio Mane is coming in and they like to think that maybe it's time to move on from Lewandowski, who's been with the club for a long time. He's one of the best strikers in the world, the Polish striker for them. Now, he's linked to Barcelona. That could be a great spot for him to revitalize his career a little bit. But nonetheless, Lewandowski is a Bayern Munich legend. He's led them to major trophy after major trophy with his goals. And so... It's tough to see him out at Bayern Munich. Didn't really expect him to leave. Thought he might be a lifetime guy there. But nonetheless, he's going to be on his way out. And then a couple of upsets at the French Open yesterday. Marin Cilic eliminates Daniel Medvedev, who was the two seed in straight sets. Medvedev struggled all day long. And so Cilic moves on. And then Danish teenager Holger Rune, he also eliminated Stefanos Tispitis. I mean, four setter right there for the teenager and so couple major upsets could things be opening up for maybe another Djokovic Nadal type final or will somebody else get there uh maybe two guys get there and eliminate the veterans now let's talk about big games on the slate today starting with that NHL game one tonight between Colorado and Edmonton Colorado comes in at minus 180 the over under was at six and a half last night the public's betting it so much on the over that it's now been pushed to seven. That's a daunting number in the NHL to get to the seven mark. But I see why. Neither goaltender really scares you at all in this series. Mike Smith, he had some very shaky moments against Calgary. And then Darcy Kemper, he hasn't faced a lot of shots yet, given up quite a few goals in this postseason. And when you have so much firepower on both sides, I see why maybe it got pushed to seven. Like on the Colorado side, we're talking McKinnon, Rantanen, Kale McCarr on the defensive end, but he's he plays like a forward sometimes the amount that he can contribute offensively. You got Landis Cog, Kadri, and then on the Edmonton side, McDavid and Dreisaitl, they're always a lethal one-two punch, two of the best players in the league with Nugent Hopkins and Kane. There's a lot of firepower on both sides. And so right now you've got the public 64% on the over. Colorado, though, is the heavy favorite. You got 70% of people on the minus one and a half and 61% on Colorado money line. So a lot of people leaning Colorado. This is a game that I'm going to be personally fading. I just want to see what happens in game one. Is Edmonton truly outmatched here or are they going to put up a fight? Is Kemper going to be bad enough for them to sneak some goals by and make this a real series? WNBA wise, we got a loaded slate today with four games happening. You got the Washington Mystics, they're six and three on the year, taking on the Indiana Fever, who are three and seven. Washington minus eight and a half today 
and the over-under is at 164. Washington, you got Elena Deladon, who just missed a game. Will she be back today? She averages almost 18 a game. If not, you're going to be leaning on Ariel Atkins, who's averaging over 15. On the Indiana side, you got Kelsey Mitchell. She's second in the league in scoring at 19 points per game. 65% of the people like that plus eight and a half on Indiana today. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they are at home. A lot of people also like the over at 164. The 75% of people right now are on that over. So a lot of people really like Indiana in a high-scoring game. And so we'll wait and see on that one. Phoenix and Chicago, the Mercury are two and six. The Sky are four and three. Chicago comes in as minus eight and a half point favorites. And they are 163 and a half is the point line currently for that game. Phoenix without Brittany Griner still trying to figure out her whole situation. They've been struggling. They're going to be relying on Skylar Diggins-Smith today. She's averaging over 17 a game. And then Chicago, they're just a really balanced team led by a veteran in Candace Parker. She's averaging almost 14 a game. Pretty even split on this spread today. I think a lot of people don't know where to go with this one. Might not look at the spread, but might be teasing what we're going to be having for this game in the competitive hedge parlay of the day. Connecticut Sun, this is the game of the night for sure. They're 6-2, and two, best team in the East, taking on the best team in the West in my Vegas Aces, who are 8-1. and one. Vegas comes in at minus 4.5. Actually, Bet99's pushed it to minus 5.5. The over-under is 167.5, so they're anticipating high scoring here. Connecticut, they're led by Alyssa Thomas, over 16 a game. And then Vegas has Kelsey Plum, who's at 18 a game. And the front runner right now, betting-wise for MVP, Aja Wilson. It's a two-person race right now. Wilson's plus 400 and Brianna Stewart's plus 440. So the league really thinks it's going to be one of those two. But 67% of the people are on Vegas today, 75% on the money line, and then pretty split on that uh, over-under. So we'll wait a little bit closer to tip for that one. And then Dallas, five and three, taking on the LA Sparks, four and six. LA's minus three and a half today. Obungawale is leading this Dallas team. Well, Ogamike, she is at over 18 a game for the Sparks. But a lot of people like Dallas to upset. 67% of people are on plus two and a half today. If that's the case, then we could see uh, an upset, or is the public just chasing an upset here with Dallas being five and three we'll have to wait and see now let's talk game lines that we're leaning but waiting on these are all the games we're likely going to bet on but we'll wait closer to the first pitch in order to do so starting with the twins and tigers twins are minus 145 today we got burned by the twins yesterday obviously Devin Smeltzer's going for them today and Ronnie Garcia on the other side Smeltzer's only 1-0 and with a 1.04 ERA and then Ronnie Garcia's zero and zero with a three ERA. So Tigers won yesterday. Seems like a good bounce back spot. A lot of people are on Tigers plus one and a half, but 81% of people are on Minnesota money line. So they're anticipating a one run game here. Uh, 63% on the under as well. So they're thinking lower scoring game here. We're going to wait a little bit closer, but leaning the twins line right now, Royals and guardians, uh, the Guardians are minus 140 today. 58% of people like the run line on that one. 66% like the money line for Cleveland. And then 80% on the under 9.5. That's always concerning when you see that many people on the line. But Daniel Lynch versus Cal Quatrill. 
Uh, Quattrill is the better pitcher here today. 3.42 ERA. I do lean Cleveland. Just going to wait a little bit closer to first pitch and then determine whether or not I want to roll with Cleveland. The Angels are plus 115 versus the Yankees today, who are minus 135. Noah Syndergaard on the mound, 4-2 and two, with just over a 3 ERA against Jordan Montgomery. Similar ERA, but 0-1 on the year. I kind of like Montgomery on the mound, but the Yankees have burned me a lot lately, so I'm not sure if I'm going to bet this game. I might just fade it all together. Yankees run line, there's a lot of people on the run line today, which I don't love against Syndergaard. I think if you're going with anything, it's got to be money line here. And then people are slightly on the under, which I also like given you got two good pitchers going today. Brewers and Cubs, 80% of the public are on Brewers minus one and a half today and 85% on the money line. Eddie Lauer going five and one on the year versus Justin Steele, who's one and five. 2.31 2.31 ERA against 5.4. This feels too good to be true. I'm going to roll with the money line today. Uh, even though so many people are on it, I do love Steele. Uh, I, I, sorry, I don't love Steele, but I do love Eddie Lauer. Lauer's on my fantasy team. How could I not love the guy? So I'm going to roll with the Brewers money line today, likely, but we'll wait closer to first pitch. And then the last one is San Fran and Philly. San Fran is plus one and a half, 63% of the public are on that one. And the Philly money line is at just shy of 60%, but pretty even on the over-under. I'm not looking at this over-under today. Junis on the mound for the Giants. Ranger Suarez for Philly. Kind of like the Giants upset today. Um, I might go conservative on this one, go plus one and a half at minus 165, but we'll wait and see closer to first pitch. Player prop lines today, we post those on Twitter, usually mid-afternoon of the plays that we like for the day. So be sure to go and follow us on all of our social media platforms at CompHedgePod for all of your betting prop lines. So let's get into that competitive lay of the day. Daily three-team parlay, no odds worse than minus 150, only looking to put out winners, and we think we've got a winner here for you today. So let's start with St. Louis and San Diego under eight and a half today. 76% of the public is on St. Louis money line. That scared us, but we do like the under nonetheless because you got Adam Wainwright going. He's five and four on the year with a 3.12 ERA. Blake Snell's 0 and two with a six ERA. But I do think that Snell is better than his ERA makes it out to be. He's supposed to be one of the better pitchers in San Diego and Wainwright's been good. So a lot of people also on the over at 72%. That's too high for me. I like the under here. Expecting closer to a 4-2-5-3 finish. And so under 8.5 is the play at minus 110. Phoenix and Chicago under 164.5 tonight in the WNBA at minus 120. They're fourth and sixth in pace. Like they do like to play a little bit up-tempo, but they're both not great shooting teams. Neither offense is great. The defense isn't special on either side. I expect this to be in the mid-70s today. So I'm rolling with the under in that Sky and Mercury game. Also concerning given Tarasi has not played well either. And so I think they could put up a dud today with in the low 60s, meaning you're going to need an absolute blowout to cover that. And then Toronto and Chicago over seven and a half today at minus 120. 61% of the people are on the over today. A lot of people on the run line and the money line for the Jays, but I, I think the over is the play here. Giolito's going for the White Sox. He's 3-1 and one with a 2.63 ERA. 
Gossman's going for the Jays four and three with a 2.25. Both pitchers are pretty solid, but I think the Jays offense is woken up. I think that Angels series did a lot for them. I could see them scoring five plus runs today. Both teams are pretty mid-tier in giving up hits per game. They love to they love to give up over eight a game each. So I think that this has potential to be a high scoring game. Looking at a six four, seven five type finish here. So I like the over at minus 120. The odds on those three plays are plus 544. If you're looking for an alt lay play, if there's a rain delay or a team doesn't play, I like the Houston and Oakland over seven runs. I don't like Javier on the mound. And I think this has the potential to go over. A lot of people like the over at 75%. So that's a bit concerning, but I like it too. So Houston and Oakland is that alternate play for us if they don't end up going. Once again, we appreciate everyone who tunes into the show every single day. Just looking to grow and grow every single day. Tomorrow, we're going to be going over to the Memorial Tournament in the PGA. We'll get into uh, maybe some future bets for this NBA playoffs. Maybe even some for uh, the Cup. If I'm looking at one in particular that I liked this morning when I looked at it, Andre Vasilevsky to win the Conn Smythe at plus 400. Really think that Tampa's going all the way. Tampa isn't even the favorite betting-wise either, plus 230, and they're behind Colorado. So I like Tampa and Vasilevsky moving forward. I would go bet those two futures as well. But thank you, everyone, who tuned in, and we will see you tomorrow morning for the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast.